Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew, and we are so psyched to talk to you today about... Wait, what do we talk about on this show? Uh, Mostly about our personal problems and how... No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) I mean, we're talking about flirting today. Um, Flirting. But uh, before we get to flirting, I want to tell you something that's really nice. I've been flirting with my closet in a very negative way. I've been putting her down and removing things and purging... Um, and then Spring was just telling me a couple minutes ago, she was listening to a podcast about minimalism and how it makes you happy. Um, I, I hit a point where I don't want things anymore. I want, you know, if someone wants to get me a present, I want it to be an event. Like I want to go someplace. I want to do something. Um, and I have accumulated a lot of stuff. Like I've been the same size, like pants and shirts and shoes pretty much since I was in high school. Um, so if I like something, and um, and I, I wear crazy stuff pretty frequently. Like, what am I wearing today? Like some 1960s floral rust print. Anyway, um, I've been purging like crazy, like bags and bags and bags and bags of stuff trying to get rid of it. And um, most recently, um, I started purging shoes. I love that. Yeah, I think that um, minimalism is, you know, really impressive. The podcast I listened to, it was 10% happier. And they were talking about, you know, all the benefits of, you know, living with less stuff. And, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And, um, and it's also really hard. It's really hard, you know, when you come across this like crazy shirt that you're like, Oh, but what if I have a party where I need, you know, this crazy shirt and then I get rid of it. And then I'm really sad, you know, at this potential day, a couple of years in the future <laughs> when I might've needed it. Um, it's really hard to navigate that, right. To like try to figure out, uh, should I just get rid of this or not? Um, and they talked about a method that I thought was really interesting. Um, though kind of not very practical. So what they suggest is you can um, pack up all your stuff, like put it all in moving boxes and then only unpack what you need. So then like the first week you have to unpack a lot of stuff. You're like unpacking, you know, every pot you need, every plate you need to use, like whatever. And then the second week you're unpacking less. And then the third week, and then like by the end of the month, like what you haven't unpacked, you're supposed to like get rid of. And the guy was like, he still had like two thirds of his stuff in a box. And he was like, wow, I really don't need all this stuff. Hey, holidays <laughs> come and go, right? So different times of the year, you different, different things. Seasons come and go. I don't think they were talking about clothing necessarily for oh, that st- part, but oh, like I already got rid stuff, of stuff around the house, you know, yeah. but, um, but you know, it's really interesting to, you know, think about like what we need in our lives and it's definitely not things, right? It is, um, it is the people and the community and, um, the things that we do with those people in our lives that is what really matters. That is, um, so stuff is all around us. And I think it's really crazy. We live in this world where we've been told our whole lives we're rewarded by engaging in like transactional commercialism, like getting things, owning things, buying things, collecting things is what's important. Um, and we know that the more stuff we have, like it does not make us happy. Like look at all those billionaires out there who care more about getting more billions of dollars. That's the only thing they can think about is accumulating more wealth when they have enough wealth already, like getting more stuff over a certain amount. Like if you have enough to live and if you're happy, 
it's bad. I'm totally enamored with the um the little house movement. Are you familiar with little houses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the idea of a little house, but I would need a second little house for my clothes. So <laughs> anyway, uh, but I mean, this whole I like this whole conversation about like minimalism and getting rid of things. It does remind me of flirting in a lot of ways. Um, and over the years, you know, like Spring and I have mentioned flirting in a whole bunch of episodes, and it comes up on our Instagram quite a bit. If you're not part of our social media presence, you should get on there and check it out. Um, yeah, but flirting. Um, I have a lot of opinions about flirting. Spring, do you have opinions about flirting? Yeah. And apparently we've never done an episode on flirting, which I think is just evidence to show that we can do episodes forever. Because if we've already done 160 episodes and we've never done an episode on flirting, what are we even doing here? (laughs) So yeah, I'm so excited to talk about flirting today. And it's such an interesting um, thing in dating culture, this idea of flirting, right? And yeah, there there's a lot of stuff popping up about um, how to flirt, especially how different genders flirt with um, differing genders, depending on uh, what type of romantic relationship we're looking at. So yeah, I'm excited to get into this topic today. And when I was doing my research for today's topic, there are thousands of books out there there on how to be a better flirt. And there are tons of websites. Um, I was on Reddit reading, you know, like ask relationship advice lists and bad advice. Like every single place I look, I'm like, oh, that seems horrible. Oh, that seems awful. Oh, if someone did that to me at a bar, there's a lot of, uh, like, <laughs> that's not a good flirting sound, by the way. Don't make that sound if you're trying to flirt. Ugh. I can, I can second that because I was watching him do this research and he was looking very disgusted. <laughs> so, my, so I mean, personal time, personal story time. Um, I, uh, when I, whenever I was still dating um, and interested in, in, you know, like trying to find people to be with, uh, my number one form of flirting was ignoring people that I was interested in. It was um, actually pretty successful. <laughs> I don't recommend it though. Cause you know, it's like, it's not like you go to the party, you see the person, you find them, you hook up that night. It's the, the long, slow boil where you kind of make sure they're interested in you and then you don't give them anything back. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's horrible. Like a, uh, it almost seems like toxic and abusive. Um, but that was my 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 main uh, stay of flirting. Um, but the other side for me in flirting is like, you know, I, I do like to go out. I like to go dancing. I like uh, going out to clubs and drag shows and everything else. Um, and I think a lot of my normal, typical behaviors are perceived as flirting by other people when I'm obviously not flirting with them. Like v- very frequently, someone will respond back with like a touch or a push or a grab or a hug or a shake or a wiggle. And I'm like, I don't know what I did to give you the impression that I was interested in you in that way. Um, And I think that's one of the big problems with flirting right there. And yeah, I think you're hitting right on this, why we have so much problem. So why we have so much trouble with interpreting flirting is because everybody um, interprets things differently. We're interpreting signals differently. So you're sending off signals where you're thinking, of course, I'm not flirting with you and someone's picking it up as flirting. And I think what happens here is that there are a lot of things that are um, kind of similar. So for example, say you're a little anxious in a situation, you might giggle. Sorry, well, that's something I do. If I'm anxious in a situation and I'm talking and I'm like feeling a little worried, you know, I'm going to (laughs) go as I'm talking. (laughs) And, um, And then, you know, 
people also giggle when they're flirting. So like now anxiety can be interpreted as flirting, right? So we have a lot of um, things that are similar that, you know, we are using in different ways in our communication that certain people are going to say, oh, I'm pretty sure that was flirtatious The or that person... Um, was uh, touching their face or touching their hairs or or they licked their lips. So clearly that means they're flirting with me or maybe they just had a hair in their face or maybe uh, their lips were dry, right? So there are things that were like, yeah, that's flirting. And, and there is no one thing or definite thing that does mean flirting because we have so many different um, things that we need to do as we're navigating the world. And we have so many different interpretations based on who's interpreting. And I was just reading some research about flirting like like earlier today and then in the past as well. Um, there's like the men are from Mars and women are also from Mars. You know, if you're bisexual, <laughs> I guess it's everybody. Um, but w- w- when we actually look at it, um, humans are remarkably awful at understanding flirting cues. It's something like 25, 26% of the time people read it correctly. So it doesn't matter what book you read. It does not matter what website you go to. It does not matter what terrible advice your friends and family might give you about flirting. Like no matter how great you think you are at it or no matter how good you are or how good you think you are at reading signals, it's only about 25% accuracy. That's terrible. So people are spending a lot of time and energy and effort in this process. Um, not not great results. And you know, so we're kind of talking about these things, these examples and ways that we've been talking just now are all in person as well. And when you add on this layer of digital flirting, whether it's over text or any kind of direct message or even um, like uh, some kind of little video or photo sharing, um, you can just throw on 20 more layers of (laughs) uncertainty around how those things are being interpreted, right? Because you can't even see how someone's responding to those things in the moment. So the guess about how was that received is like even more unclear. Especially whenever you send them something and then they like, if they have an iPhone, they hold down on your text and they give you a thumbs up. (laughs) Thumbs up. All right. Well, we have to take a short break. We'll be right back and we'll keep talking about flirting. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Sex Wrap. We're Spring and Andrew. We're both here today talking to you uh, about flirting. Um, so, so far, we've mostly been talking about some of the issues with flirting. We talked about how people have a really hard time reading it. I'm going to tell you a story that one of my good friends told me recently. <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap, is this me? <laughs> on the phone. It's not Spring. My good friend is not Spring. This is not a story about Spring. Um, so I was on the phone with my, a good friend of mine uh, who has been madly in love with this dude for for years that like, you know, had a crush on him in high school, but things never worked out. Guy just got out of divorce. Um, so she went back home to visit her parents' family. Um, and in this process, she finds out the guy's been divorced and he's sort of on the market. They get together for drinks and she just wants to jump him. Like she wants to go to pound town. She wants to get nailed. She wants to kiss. She wants to flirt. She wants the whole package. And she thinks she's putting it out there. They get together multiple times. They cook together. They go out for drinks together. Dude does not pick up one second of it. Like, he gives her a ride in his pickup truck. 
She sits in the front with him because, you know, there's only one row to pick up truck. She sits in the middle next to him. She puts her hand on his thigh and still nothing. So then she tells me all of this. And she's like, oh, he's not interested. I'm like, well, all right. Um, people are pretty bad at reading flirting cues. Did you tell him that you wanted to be with him or kiss him or have sex with him or do anything with him? She's like, no, no, no. I just flirted. That's why flirting is a problem. I am 100% certain that if she would have been more direct, be like, hey, I'm really interested in you. Let's let, let's see where this goes. Or do you want to come back to my place? Or hey, do you want to come up to my hotel? Or why don't we have a nightcap? Like there are many things that you could say to, to sort of move it forward. But flirting is just really hard for people, especially for people who've been in relationships who have been burned or people in relationships or people who aren't used to relationships. Or people that have trouble reading facial cues or people that have trouble interpreting slang or people that have English as a second language or people that haven't flirted in a while or people that like you, this list can go on and on and on. Like it doesn't matter what's happened in your life. I think that flirting is this like language that we assume everyone reads the same and it it's totally not. It's totally different based on your life, your experiences, where you live in the world, um, what like what age you are, how people that you have dated in the past flirted. And I think that that's what people really think flirting is. Like how they successfully flirted with like a prior partner is going to be like, oh, that's what works, you know? And so that that's a real problem. And we know that's a real problem like in sex too, right? Like what worked with one person is not what's going to work with someone else. And that's the same true. The same thing is true about flirting here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what do we do to make flirting a little more clear, right? So flirting is not all bad. Actually, before we get to that, oh. I want to talk about what is bad about flirting. Specifically, right. what is bad about like tips you see about flirting? Because we looked through, oh, yeah. you know, and there are a lot of tips. There's a lot of things people will tell you to do in flirting. And they're actually very bad. They're very, very, very bad tips. <laughs> and I want to start with those. <laughs> I mean, the thing that struck out to me the most when I was reading... A bunch of articles about it is um how so many of them like try to get a man to be aggressive to be like lean into somebody else's space and then the third one that really bothered me with that that whole series is the touching like touch her arm touch her leg touch his leg touch his bicep there's a lot of this touch communication going on um and this goes back this is a thread through many of our episodes like don't touch another person unless you ask if it's okay to touch that person yeah and so that's and it's really complex right and we have talked on this show about consent and different types of consent and how to get it and also um how sometimes there might be less explicit consent and in some situations that's okay and so when we're talking about flirting this is somebody that you have likely not had sex with before. Although it's true that you can flirt with someone you know that you have had sex with before. But in in the broadest sense of the word, flirting is like when you are meeting someone new and you're trying to gauge, are they interested in some type of romantic or sexual encounter with you? And so starting out by touching somebody that you don't know or that you know very, um, very a small amount <laughs> um, is not really uh, 
what are we going to say? I'm going to say that's the worst idea, right? <laughs> but but that's not always true. So it is possible that you know um, you have had um, touch with this person before, and and that you feel like that has been received well, touching someone on the shoulder, you know, very non-sexual touches. And it's possible that, yeah, some of those small light touches could be okay. But as a blanket overall recommendation, that is a big no-no. We're not going to start by touching people as a way to say, hey, um, I'm trying to figure out if we're interested in taking this further. And so many of the different tips out there I perceive as really creepy if people come up to me and do those kind of things. Like there is a certain creep factor in flirting already, right? Because you're sort of invading someone else's space. You're going into their conversation. You're going into like their friend group. You're doing all of these things. Like there's a little bit of creep factor. And a lot of the advice out there really is about like to me would make me feel unsafe if people were engaging, like get really close or separate the person from their friends. Like all of these things are not about like the good part of flirting, right? The good part of flirting is asking some questions and listening and getting to know somebody a little bit better and figuring out if you're interested in maybe pursuing either, you know, a date or sex or a relationship or something more, or even a dance if you're out at a place where dancing happens. Um, but a lot of it is creepy. Yeah. And so like if if you want to touch somebody when you're talking to them, um, you can say, hey, is it okay if I put my hand on your arm? And that that is not a creepy way to ask somebody. And that is a really nice way if that person says yes, to then add a little touch. And, and I think that that actually ups the flirtatiousness of it really, because it is giving clear signals that you understand consent and that you respect that person, um, which I think is pretty hot. And you're also being very intentional about the touch. So someone will not think, oh, they accidentally brushed my arm, right? Right? Because now they know you wanted to touch their arm. You were going in for that touch in, on purpose because you wanted physical contact with them. So if you are trying to flirt with someone, I love this, this touch as an intentional thing where you ask, say, hey, is it okay if I put my hand on your lower back while we're standing here in this line? It, it's all about that consent. And the thing is, most people, if they're in a situation where consent comes up that way, they think it's sexy. They do think it's a turn on. And if they don't, maybe they're not the right person for you anyway. Um, there's a couple other really good parts of flirting, though. I want to talk about some of my favorite parts. And I flirt with, maybe this is why people always think I'm flirting with them, right? <laughs> like, so you ask people questions about what's going on. You try to make a connection. You spend a lot of time listening, right? So if you're trying to flirt with someone and you're dominating and you're just talking about yourself all the time, it's not, not going to work. So it's about active listening, like really listening to what the other person says. And then perhaps my favorite part of flirting, the positive side is, you know, honest, meaningful compliments, not you're a meat puppet and I want to put myself in you, like not those kind of compliments, but... Is that like, a compliment? Well, no, like <laughs> that, but the compliments that, you know, are obviously meant to only only for sex, but like real honest compliments. Like if you're having a real conversation with somebody, um, say nice things. You know, the world gets better when you lift other people up with nice little compliments and it makes you look a lot sexier too. Like not gross ones, right? This is also, you have to like, be careful with that line of, am I being creepy? Am I just, you know, using a whole bunch of lines or did we have a real conversation? And then after it, like, I really like, like, 
something about you. Yeah. And so it's true that like a definite way to get someone to be interested in you is to show your interest in them and asking questions is showing your interest in them. And so that does become very reciprocal very quickly. So the more questions you're asking someone, the more you are showing direct interest in them. And that is like, that is like a very non-creepy way to show interest, right? Like you are showing direct interest. You want to know about them. You're asking them things about their life. Um, And so... So then that's where we get to this line of, are you just being friendly or are you flirting with me? And this is the line that a lot of people don't know how to interpret, right? And it's because everyone does it differently. So say um, I'm a woman and I'm flirting with someone else who identifies as femme in some way, and they have a really beautiful dress on. And I'm like, hey, I love your dress. It looks so great on you. And then they're like, oh, wow, she's so nice. She's so friendly. What a great person. And they're like, thanks. I love yours too. But I'm thinking I'm flirting with them, right? But they don't think I'm flirting with them. They just think I'm being nice. And so that's the other line that we have to start to navigate. Like, how do we tell somebody that we are flirting with them so that they understand that, so that it doesn't just get brushed away as being nice when we actually want to be flirting? I mean, flirting is is part of this whole issue that we've been talking about over the last five years with sexual communication, where people are terrible at it, and they'd pretty much talk and do anything other than be honest, right? Like, now, now flirting is not in, inherently dishonest, but it's sort of beating around the bush. Instead of being direct with somebody, um, you're kind of like trying to send little signals, trying to get to read some of their signals. I mean, did you know the most important when you're flirting with someone, the, the most important overall time is the first like one to three minutes, right? Like got to be a little bit more direct. Ugh. I remember whenever I was ignoring people heavily as my kind of flirting and they didn't <laughs> respond, how upsetting it could be as well. Um, I would tell, you know, little 17 year old Andrew, like just be a little bit more direct. The worst thing that's going to happen is that you find somebody else. <laughs> I mean, I, I love directness when I flirt, I'm very direct and, um, it's, that's, that's how I flirt. And that works really well for me because I also feel very uncomfortable with uncertainty, with unclarity, with, um, you know, people interpreting things as maybe they weren't meant. So if I'm interested in someone, I tell them, um, you know, I'll, we do some of this, like, asking questions, smiling a lot, you know, maybe asking, can I hold your hand? Things like that. And then, and then, then I make sure they understand. And I'd say, Hey, I'm really interested in going on a date with you. Would you be interested in that? Um, because I want them to know that I'm flirting with them. And for me, that's really important because I, don't want to wait for months like Andrew used to. <laughs> I don't want to wait to see if my method of flirting paid off. I want to go on a date with that person. So I follow up these like behaviors that could be interpreted as just being nice and a good person and friendly and engaging with a direct statement to say, hey, just so you know, I'm flirting with you. Yeah. I mean, in telling people that you're interested, um, Women are terrified of it, right? Overall, (laughs) women are told their whole lives that they're supposed to be proposed to, that the people are supposed to bring romance and affection to them, and then they judge whether or not they want to accept it. Um, 
On the other hand, men are told constantly that they're supposed to be producing something, but no one ever helps them. Like reading these tips online or reading some of these research articles about flirting, like none of this is practical in that it actually helps you accurately convey your feeling and intention. So like at the end of this whole episode, and we're getting close to it now, um, I'm done flirting with you all. I'm going to (laughs) say you're probably better off being more direct and more honest and not relying on all of these ridiculous cues and, and, you know, like, sure, flirting can be fun, but do what spring does. And at the end of that conversation, be like, I I really want to go on a date or let's go on a date, or I'm interested in seeing you again. Uh, This was really fun. So I think like the first part of flirting can be kind of messy. It can be kind of fun, but the end part, I think all of these books and guides are missing that last action moment where you, you know, say this was really fun and I want X, Y, or Z or all three twice. <laughs> and there's another way to do it too. This is when when I'm feeling like really flirty, uh, I do something a little bit different. So once we've like been doing the things that could be interpreted as just being nice people, engaging, asking each other questions, smiling, maybe touching, then sometimes if I want to be a little, if in my head, I call this like the flirtier version, I'll be like, do you like me? Or or ask them the question that way. Instead of saying that I want to go on a date, I'll be like, do you want to go on a date with me? Or like, like ask them like, as if like, I'm trying to figure out what they're thinking or like, are you flirting with me? Like, I'll turn it that way. And that feels like a like flirty way to also be direct. But instead of saying, I want this, it like gives them a little opportunity to like, answer it and maybe a fun way back. So that's my other, it's still direct, but it's asking instead of telling. That is a a really interesting way to sort of put the onus back on them. I don't know how I feel about that though, because then instead (laughs) of you saying how you feel, you're trying to coerce someone else into saying how they feel. I have a better solution though. Get a dog. There we go. Get a dog. (laughs) Dogs are the best flirting tool out there, everybody. If you didn't know it, dogs are amazing. You go for a walk. Everybody loves a dog. Uh, Not everyone. People who don't, there are some people who don't love dogs. I don't know what's wrong with them. We should have an episode about people who don't love dogs. It will be very short because we'll just end it. But um, (laughs) get a dog. Best flirting ever. Just go to a dog park. Take your dog for a walk. People will stop and talk to you about your dog all the time. Get a dog. There we go. No, no, the same problem. Sure, that's an icebreaker, but it, we still have the same problem. Is we, you need to then be direct and say, "And I would love to spend more time with you." Do you want to go to the dog park with me? <laughs> All right, we are at the end of our episode. Spring and I have nothing or probably like 20 or 30 hours worth of actual discussion of all of the different flirting. I would love for people to send in like bad flirting that people have done with you. Oh, we didn't talk about pickup lines at all. Pickup lines are bad. Do not use them. Like my favorite colors are red, white and the color of your eyes. Gross. Like someone said that to me once. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Oh, really? <laughs> I love, I love pickup lines. I think they're hilarious. I also oh. love dad jokes. Come on. You know, I love that. Yeah, they're, but they're hilarious, but not sexy. Like someone says one to you, unless it's like phenomenally different, you're like, oh, gross. I will crack up and I would continue a conversation with them. Um, but so again, people interpret things very differently. And And what we want to like start a little more conversation about, and we're going to take this to our social media is like starting to have these conversations about like, how do 
these types of flirting differ when it's um, female to female or male to male or male to female or female to male or any version of this with non-binary or fluid or people who don't identify as male or female, right? And when we start to say like, when we start to take these gender roles and look at, you know, how we're interpreting flirting, we actually have a lot more layers of confusion around like expectations around who should be doing the flirting and who should be, um, how, how people should be receiving it, responding to it. So I'd love to like have some more conversations and hear from some of you, like how you think these things differ. Um, but our recommendations are going to stay the same, which is be friendly, don't be creepy, don't touch without asking, and follow it up with some type of direct question or statement. And that's it. You just learned how to flirt. No. <laughs> so um, thank you for listening, everybody. If you have any questions or follow up for this episode, we'd love to hear from you um, or any other questions about relationships or sexual health. Um, you can email us with a sexwrap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W. Um, you can find us or you can call us at 413 rapid and you can find us on social media on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at the sex rap. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just two of music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.